Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the poll room at the assembly rooms. Please welcome a man who's working an hour a day without a day off for 12 days in a row. He's Already done five days. How is he managing it? It's Richard Herring. It's incredible. I, I can't tell you how tired I am. It's ridiculous. Welcome. To... <laughs> no one's works. No one works as hard as me. Imagine that. If you, I mean, I'm calling this work as well. That's this. What I'm doing here. This is it. Yeah. Please, welcome. It's lovely to see you. Thank you for coming to Richard Herring's Loquacious for the Sixth Time podcast. Uh, halfway through, so this is after we've done this one, we're halfway through. Uh, though I was talking to the owner of the Tempting Tatty uh, the other day. Uh, he calls it Rahalastapus, I don't know. If... I actually haven't been to the Tempting Tatty. That is a lie, I haven't been. Are you... I go to the Tempting Tatty every Edinburgh. I've been there, except possibly the first in 1987. I think it might have opened in 1988, or that's when I realised it was there. Um, and they still haven't named... 
the medium potato with orange cheddar and mango chutney, the Richard Herring. And I, 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 every, I give them so much publicity, I don't know <laughs> how they dare do it. What's going on? I, yesterday I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, I've been at the Edinburgh Fringe, I've done 26 years over the last 35 years here. I just, just yeah, no, the other day I was just thinking, I'm not sure it's for me. I'm not, I think I'm... A, I think I'm, I'm going to give it 35 more years, and then if it's not, it still makes me just unhappy most of the time. So it's good. I don't know. Oh, I, had a, I had a great tweet. Someone tweeted me to say that they, uh, they were at breakfast in their hotel, and they uh, heard another couple at the next table yesterday uh, say, we're going to see Richard Herring. He's a Scottish comedian. So it's good. You know, it's good. But, you know, you have to remember, I've got such an authentic accent. That it's uh, often people... Okay, that's enough for that convinces people. Um, and uh, really, I, I'm not going to come. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back here. I'll do the rest. I'll finish these shows and then that's, that's it. Um, I'm going to go and see Comedy Club for Kids with my kids. I'm not strange today, uh, which is uh, uh, a lot of fun. I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried about taking my kids into a comedy club because it's sort of this could be, you know. It could be it for them. My, my son is very, very into telling jokes, and he has a catchphrase. If you laugh at a joke, he says, is someone laughing in here? Which I think I might nick that. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's quite good for people who just get disparate laughter every now and again. Is someone laughing in here? Stop it. <laughs> Stop laughing. And I've been thinking, I'm, I'm still thinking about Cat in the Hat, which was the, one of the first shows I saw. Uh, and um, I don't like the cat in the hat. I think he's a prick. Uh, I, think I think he's worse than a prick. I think he's basically a sort of ch- child molesting... He sort of wheedles his way into these kids' house when, his, when the parents are out and, and, and sort of tries to break everything, and it's just a little bit suspect. And the guy playing the cat in the hat, A, it was 10 o'clock in the morning, and there's probably student actors. They were very good, but the guy hadn't quite bothered to put on his white makeup all like, so his ears were still human coloured, and the back of his neck was, and it made it feel especially like sort of creepy. But it was just, yeah, I can't even be bothered to do it. Fair enough, he's 10 o'clock in the morning on a, I think we saw it on a Saturday morning, so they've been out. They probably haven't been to bed. It's the worst gig you can get. 10 o'clock in the morning, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure about the cat in the hat. Not sure. I don't. I, you know. I think that might be the next celebrity to get um, <laughs> you treat. He was hiding in plain sight, wasn't he? <laughs> hiding in plain sight. Right. Look, we're going to crack on. Uh, I went to see uh, my uh, guest show last night, and it was absolutely fantastic. If you can get tickets, uh, do go and see it. It was sold out last night, and it's sold out for the next two nights. Two for one. Uh, I think they're probably best known uh, as the Icelandic entry Flo Og Joan from the Isolation Song Contest. Will you please welcome Flo and Joan, ladies and gentlemen. Come on in. Hello. Welcome. Hello. It's, uh, it's... Nicola and Rosie. Yeah. Bonjour. Nicola and Rosie. Correct. Am I right? I didn't, yeah, check, I didn't bother checking backstage. Just, Don't thought, just thought I'll go with from memory and hope I'm right. <laughs> okay. 50 50, wasn't it? Got it right? <laughs> Flo and Joan. Yes, yeah. I've got, got it right again. Flo, yeah. Yeah. Flo E. Joan in yeah. Iceland. Yeah, Flo E. Joan. Flo E. Joan. What was the ice? Well, this was uh, something in lockdown, right? The, I'm uh, presuming the isolation yes. song contest. Yeah. yeah. It, it was the. 
It was at the very early stages of lockdown where everyone was excited to make content for online stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we like very excitedly went into it and we're like, we're going to write a song and we're like going to make a video for it. And after that, we were like, this is a fucking ball ache and we're not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> it was lots of art. It was just lots of we transferring videos back and forth, which we hadn't because we were living in different. Nicola was living in a different city right. and um, it was just sending videos, like all different takes of us just looking down a camera, trying to sing Iceland things. It was it was absolutely disgusting. Actually, it was horrible. We'll never do it again. <laughs> well, hopefully, we won't have to do it again. But you know, yeah. monkeypox. We'll see. Um, monkeypox. Um, how was I? So, how was it? You weren't. This were you separate for the entire lockdown? Yeah. That, yeah. Was that, was that brilliant. It was, was it lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. It was. Yeah. yeah. We've been like tour. We were in the middle of a tour when it all kind of kicked off. Yeah. So we were due to spend basically every day of our lives together from like September. 2019 until september 2020 together um which we're adult women and sisters and you shouldn't do that with anyone as we've all now found out um so we could have told everyone in advance that spending 24 hours a day with someone's a fucking nightmare um but yeah so it kind of hit right at the end in sort of march and we i don't know if you heard it here in march um <laughs> but yeah it was nice to begin with because we were just like oh we don't have to see each other this will be really nice um, thinking it was three weeks like the rest of us and then obviously it turned into six months or whatever but I think it was a bit longer than six nah, months my <laughs> my Mayan calendar said six months <laughs> did, you, did you miss did you start to miss each other did you start yearning for each other yearning <laughs> um honestly no no because we'd no. still like chat we'd still chat and you know talk about stuff but we didn't i didn't miss working i no offense but i didn't miss working no, with I you i heartily agree with no. you <laughs> um yeah it was it was we're actually quite lazy as humans i think if yeah. we don't have to do anything we won't do anything okay. yeah. so we would talk a lot about like things that we're watching and you know stuff and we talk yeah. about because you were living with our parents you were living with our mum yeah i hit the jackpot <laughs> <laughs> so we mostly just talk about Talk about what you've been to, what you've been up to at home. What I've been tolerating in the parental home, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, we had we didn't do a lot of work stuff. But then you moved back to London in September, so we had, yeah, we had about six months, six seven months apart. And then you moved back, and then we bubbled, and then we got COVID within the bubble. Yeah, yeah, good times. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, I mean, because I, mean, I know we talked about this last week. You were on the three years ago. You were on the last day of the Edinburgh Fringe yeah. podcast, which you know is is in some ways not the best show to do to publicize your own show uh, <laughs> in some ways uh, but um you know it is, obviously i've been in a double act and i wasn't related to the person in the double act and, yeah. um, and it was still very difficult to i mean i've been in a couple and obviously yeah. that's a big part of your shtick on stage uh, and, and is it i mean you know is how how much of the reality is coming <laughs> coming onto stage and how much is it an exaggeration or how much does it help you get get those frustrations out i guess as well I think we started off quite professional and didn't bring a lot of the outside onto the stage. And now I think if you come and see more than one show, you'll be able to tell when we've had a rock, like right before we've walked on, <laughs> I think now. We sort of, uh, there's a little bit more brought on, I think. But I think there's nothing more, I think it's, people are sort of fascinated by double acts in general because yeah. they're like fascinated by the friend relationship and like what the vibe is. And I think there's a little bit more like, um, ick added when they're siblings you're a bit like oh god what's this gonna be <laughs> and so I think there's nothing to me I don't the, and like the warring like the kind of fighting double act and stuff as well like 
it gets a little bit eggy, I think, when you're a sibling. I think it's a bit embarrassing because you can sort of see what you were like as kids, which might seem fascinating to some people. But if I was watching it, I'd be like, oh, this is embarrassing. Like, I can see, <laughs> I can see what your mum was going through. Like, I kind of yeah. don't... I'm not a fan. So we try and, and keep it off, I think. I think people would be worried. They'd be, they'd be scared to laugh. If you, like, a lot of double X stick is like... For, uh, falling out with each other on stage or Martin said this I can't say my bit <laughs> but if we do that that was great thank you very much <laughs> um, if we, I think if we do that people are like oh no <laughs> what are they going to talk about after the show yeah. they're going to have to go to their family funerals and, and, and not talk to each other and all of that stuff so I think I don't know we don't ever fall out on stage we don't even call each other or, or... We, don't, we barely acknowledge there's another person on stage I think no, so. no. <laughs> we've only just started looking at each other yeah. on, on stage now it's, well, I mean, you've had sort of around about 30 years of practice as a double letter, I suppose. So yeah. it's, um, it's, you know, it feels like, you know, if, to me, it feels like a good double letter because you're different, you know, you are, you're, you're more extroverted, you're more introverted, although you're sort of a little bit of both. both. You've got a similar attitude, I suppose, in that you're both quite world-weary. <laughs> for, this, yeah. for this cheery, it's a very, it's a wonderful show, and, and, and the other show is fantastic as well. It's like you can watch our Amazon Prime as well as going to uh, go to see their show live, and they're, they're joyous shows and they're lovely shows. But there's a lot of kind of angst and sadness, and yeah, uh, that's the bit from the outside that we do bring on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because the, there's always been a bit, uh, quite a lot about dating and about you being single, and uh, is it the I can't, you know, I can't believe that you're, you're both very showbiz and very hot in the show, I would say. So. Oh, yeah, we're smoking in you that are, show. Yeah. You're very we're hot, gorgeous. so I can't but It's like when you see all these 20-something stand-up men going, oh, yeah, I can't get... I'm so bad with girls, I can't get a girlfriend. And then they come off stage and, uh, you know, yeah, there's a, a, a line of women. Yeah. Is it the same for you guys? Is, are you pretending that you're dating disasters whilst... We have a hot tub backstage at the Assembly Roxy that's just filled with beautiful people and we just pluck one splooshy one out and then, oh, that sounded terrible, actually. What a horrible turn of phrase. Um, No, it's quite the opposite. I don't know if you know this about musical comedy, but it is a bonus shrinker as far as the eye can see. It's not an attractive sport. No. Um, It really is. There's something really sexy about stand-up and there is something not sexy about musical comedy. Um, When we do it. (laughs) Not to cast the net over all of them, but... Actually, yeah, Tim Minchin, he's a very sexy man. He's got it right. We we, We should stop wearing shoes and maybe we'll... Actually, that would put people off me even more, I think, if I took my shoes off. I don't know, but I think it's very glam, this, this show. It feels rock and roll. You're, you're, you're dressed up in, you know, in rock and roll gear. You're playing the drums. Yeah, it's Last hardcore. time you were playing recorders. This, it, so yeah. it, it feels like it's moved on a bit. I think we pick instruments that are sexy when the opposite sex play them. So it's okay. quite sexy to watch a drummer, like a male drummer. Wait, one second. I think I, I think I look pretty cool. I think, when I play it. Okay, well, I'll talk about myself playing the recorder. I don't think it's sexy to watch a grown woman play the recorder, and I don't think I'm wrong there. <laughs> I'm, glad you thought, I'm glad you think it's quite a hardcore, um, yeah. sexy rock and roll show. Yeah. But, uh, well, I, you know, I, don't, I, I find people who are funny, I think people who are funny are uh, sexy. Uh, you you're know. in the minority, oh, according to my dating apps, I really? think. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you, 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 you know, you, you talk about dating quite a lot, and there's a few songs about dating, and I'm, I'm sort of fascinated about the dating of your generation, because mm. it's sort of... You know, I, I stopped dating just as it got easy to date people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible tragedy. So I, I'm quite glad that, 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 that happened to me at that point. So is it, is, it as, is it as awful as everyone makes out? And, you know, it's, it sort of feels like, as an observer, with the idea you've got 
Tinder or whatever that you can, you know, you can find people to go out with and hook up with fairly easily, but then it's just... Yeah, uh, for hookups, I think it is easy. I think in, I think it's, I don't know, I, I hope I'm not offending anyone in this room who's met someone on a dating app, um, but I think you have to, like, you have to be quite... Um, open to the person you have to be open to all the possibilities and I think when you're in this job your your job is to sort of just like look at a human and and find all the wrong things and all the weird things and all the the, the things that you're like no you're stupid you're contributing terrible things to society and blah 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 so I think when you look at a human you're looking at, on a dating app you're looking at them with much more of like a clinical eye to find out everything that's wrong with them i yeah. think so it's partly on our on our part it's probably we're making it harder for ourselves mm. but i do think most people that you come across i mean i do date people through the apps like i've been on the dates but it is hard i went on a date with someone the other day and they wouldn't stop talking about ed gamble and i was like well, <laughs> this will never work i can't you know too much about my industry um, and this is horrible. Yeah. So it's, it's the same with my wife, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because you want them to know your industry, yeah. but it's all, it also turns you off when they do know your industry. Yeah, so, yeah, it's hard. And then it, comedians are famously horrible people yeah, today. Horrible people. <laughs> yeah. horrible people. Um, and, you know, you're, but you're, you, you're sort of, tr- you know, you're touring a lot and you've been, you know, you're, you're, you were just in Melbourne this year again, right? Yeah, so, yeah. It is hard to maintain relationships. Yeah, I think as well, like, it's also difficult to start them when you're on tour because you're, we tour together with a tour manager. You can't bring, our car is packed. So, like, you can't squeeze an extra body in the car, like, full stop. It's also not glamorous to be, like, get in the car and sit in the suitcase in the piano case. Like, that's not, (laughs) that doesn't start things off well. And you also... Like when again, like with your maybe it's different with friends. Like I wouldn't think anything of it if my friends were like, "I'm going to sleep with this person," and then like you'll see them in the morning. Probably don't worry about it. I don't want to see who my sister's fucking. Like I just don't <laughs> need to. Not until they're like um, fully married for like ten years. I don't think I need to meet that person. All right, Virgin Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still sharing? Because I think last time we talked, you were talking about sharing rooms, and there's a sort of tragic line in the show, which is brilliant. Talking about being in twin beds in a travel lodge, cutting a quiche in half with a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that Which I a... suspect, I mean, you say it's not true, they're not based on oh, reality of the show. It was fully but... fucking true. Yeah. It was actually <laughs> true. It happened in Southport in a, in a hotel called The Scaresborough. <laughs> Which we turned up to the venue and they were like, where are you, stay- where are you staying tonight? We were like, oh, we're just over the road in the Scaresborough. And they went, oh, I wish you'd have said. <laughs> we were like, oh, no. Then we got in there. It was a Green King pub underneath the hotel. Then we got up there. When we went after the show, we went back to the hotel and across the room, uh, across the um, hallway was a room that had two bouncers on one of the doors. Uh, we got into our room. There was blood splattered up the wall. The carpets were wet and they smelt like yeast. <laughs> and then we watched Naked Attraction and, and cut a quiche with a credit card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was worse than being in a travel lodge. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is takes They've got standards doing. at least. They've, yeah. got, like, they've got some people to uphold. But, yeah. yeah. We've moved up this. We've got separate rooms this year, so that's Good. quite nice. That's yeah. how we know we're doing well is that we don't have to um, turn around to get changed anymore because we're in the same space. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I thought, you know, I did think that's, you know, it's all for, I'm all for, I mean, I, we did it a little bit when we, we toured with the double act in, in the early days. Uh, I think I probably mentioned this before, but Stuart, Stuart and me stayed in a bed and breakfast. There was three of us, so there was two rooms and three of us, and we tossed for it, and me and Stuart ended up sleeping in twin beds with a little pink canopy oh, cute. Uh, between the two of them. I that's wish we'd nice. taken a photo of that. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have cameras in those days. Yeah, they didn't, know. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, we'd have had to st- st- stand still for a, bit, for a yeah. very long time to get the photo. <laughs> so I think that's important for you, for you guys to, to be... Uh, and have you, are, you, are you in the same flat in Edinburgh or have you got... To, yeah, you've got yeah same flat, but, but for the first year, two different rooms. Yeah. yeah, we're really fucking moving on up this year. Yeah. It's quite nice. It is hard. Yeah, the budget doesn't go... It doesn't go far. I know. Tell me about <laughs> it's it. Hard. Yeah. That, I, I, I think that's why loads of double acts don't go the whole way because it's it's hard it's yeah. it's not easy it's not easy well it once you split up there's no you don't want to go back unless you know unless yeah. things are going badly you don't want to go back because you suddenly yeah. then get all the money yourself yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 i'm not, trying, I'm not yeah. trying to i'm not trying to split the two of you up <laughs> don't worry I mean, because well, you know again it's something you that's, that's mentioned in the show is the idea of you being you know how long is it going to go on will you be um yeah. Uh, singing spinster, spinster sisters yeah. Is, your, yeah. is your fear. Yeah. Um, Tell me but you it feels, heard... but it feels like it would be, you know, it does feel like a, such a solid act. I can't, you know, I can see it going on for 50 years. Well, that's the thing as well. Even if it is successful, I don't think I want to be doing this in 50 <laughs> years' time. So it's, it's okay to sing songs, but I think, I don't know, I think it will become, I don't think it will become rock and roll as as rock and roll it is at the moment, I don't think it will be that. It, like, if you're 60 still singing about being single, I think it's going to actually be quite um, tragic. Yeah, I think there'll be medication involved yeah. along with that. Yeah, yeah. But entertaining. I mean, it's tragic for you. The, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's tragic at the moment. It's a tra- you know, you're still <laughs> hang on. Uh, <laughs> You know, by uh, by Victorian standards, you're spinsters, you're elderly yeah. spinsters. We're dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, but it, what would you do? What where do you see you, yourselves going? What would you like to move into if 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 the worst happened and you decided Flo and Joan could no longer carry on? What would you like to do? Or would you or would you? Because I'm sort of interested in the writing process as well. Would you write? To, would you carry on writing together? And and how does it work when you're? Do you write? different songs or do you collaborate when you're writing the songs we like do collaborate i wish there was like a nice fun glamorous like exciting story of like we have a massive punch up in the garden and whoever wins gets the lyrics that day or something (laughs) but like it's pretty like someone will come up with an idea one of us will come up with an idea pitch it to the other one and then be like no that's shit i don't want to do it and you're like okay cool well we'll do another one um but yeah it's pretty like it's pretty balanced like maybe one of us will take it away and write it like we'll talk about it a bit and then write it and then bring it back and I don't know. It's really boring, but it is very balanced. Yeah. It's always a fun game of if you re- if one of us really likes a premise to a song, you have to, and the other one's like, I don't, don't I can't see any legs in it. Uh, so, for example, the Alien Boyfriend song, I really liked that song. I fucking hated that song. <laughs> <laughs> I remember waking up in a, it was like a Saturday morning, and I was like, oh, this would be funny. And I wrote a few, I wrote a few lines, and I sent them to Nick, and I was like. It, what about this it's a song about blah 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 and then I said the lines and you laughed but you're like yeah whatever and then everyone who we met I was like can I just try this these <laughs> couple of lines of how do you think this is funny and I kept on saying them and everyone was always like yeah it's, it's so funny uh, it was hilarious and then um, I just I think I just carried on writing it and I was like can we just give it a chance please can we give it a chance and we did it the first time and it died on its whole it was awful yeah. but I've I think, never felt so vindicated, vindicated <laughs> in my whole life but we can't I, I think we just we maybe we didn't have enough songs or something we were like we'll just keep on going on this one and it's turned out to be still one of my favorite songs in the show i hate every night it's like the penultimate song in the show and if it goes well i'm so fucking fuming for the like last 10 minutes of that show and on the few nights where people are like meh i 
gloat. I gloat so hard. I love it. But yeah, it's it's fun like working out who wants like what what hill are you going to stick your yeah. I don't know what the phrase is. Hill is you that gonna a phrase? Die on, stick your heels in. Hill, the hill you're going to stick your heels in. What hills you're going to die in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put it on a hill. <laughs> yeah, that one. That works. Yeah. It is quite, that one got me thinking the the alien boyfriend because you know it, there, at some point. If it's possible to procreate with an alien, someone yeah. will be the first person. Yeah, to... yeah. and we'll hear about it on this yeah. morning. I mean, it's yeah. kind of because you know, no one will know who the first person to fuck a dog was. Yeah, that's happened, and no, and it's yeah. not gone down in history. Yeah, but whoever's the first person to fuck an alien, <laughs> yeah, going to be way down in history. Yeah. Like yeah. Neil, Arm- but we're bigger than Neil Armstrong, isn't it? I've, I'm yeah. the first one to fuck an alien or yeah. be fucked by an alien. Oh, that. Oh, because not only have you got up to space, which is like an achievement yeah. in itself. Yeah, yeah. You've got out of a suit or put a special suit on, and then <laughs> coaxed an alien into the suit <laughs> inside the or suit. out of the suit. Yeah, or you found like your special fuck palace on Mars yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I you wouldn't go home in that. No, from the aliens' point of view, I don't know if they would. The rest of the aliens would frown on the alien for having sex with her. Well, human. they'd like cheer them, put them on their shoulders, and yeah. cheer them yeah. out like a I football think hero. Be, it'd be more like it would be like having sex with a dog. Yeah, I think, I from think their so. point of view, it'd be like, <laughs> look, I, no one's done it. I just wanted to see yeah. what it was you like. Do, it could be a, it could be like a sign of honor on their planet, or yeah. they or might like, be waiting. Maybe their whole life has been waiting for. That's what they were bred for. Is for yeah. yeah. Someone, some sexy person. For one to, of us to be sexy enough. Yeah. To be, to be fucked For Russell Brand to walk onto the planet and then... <laughs> In the Spice World movie, isn't the first thing the aliens... When the ice... Sorry, fans of Spice World, hello. Um, they like beam some aliens... They find some aliens and the first thing they do is like grope Mel B or someone. Before our time? Yeah, 1997. You can do yeah. that now, can't you? <laughs> Gary uh, Glitter was in that film in the, in the original. Oh, amazing. Was? Gary Glitter was film, filmed a bit for that film. Oh, the, I don't know why they didn't, he didn't, didn't make, make the, the final cut. Didn't, didn't no. make the final cut. No. And um, Meatloaf drove the bus. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 And Richard O'Brien was hiding in a toilet for most of the film. What a film. <laughs> what a star cast. Richard, I remember his little head coming out the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, bring it back. Yeah. I had uh, Georgia Pritchett, who was one of the writers on the film, uh, on my yeah. book club podcast. I just read her book on holiday. It's good, isn't it? It, it was so good. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah, I read it twice. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can. It's, there's Brag. lots of funny stuff in it. Um, that's good. Well, I'm going to try and be... You know, it's possible some, someone's already had sex with an alien. Yeah. Because I think, you know, the Virgin Mary maybe was... Maybe that. Yeah. You'll be able to Zeus. tell because when you go up to Mars, there'll be one alien that everyone looks at differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <we know. laughs> They're like, oh, bet yeah. it's him. He's All tired. Then. It might not be possible. It might not be possible. But if there's a way... We'll find it. There only needs to be like a hole in the alien somewhere, right? Yeah. Or yeah. You, it doesn't even hope, need to be a genital. It could be anything. No. Yeah. Hopefully this is just sort of some kind of jelly mass and you can just stick it wherever you need yeah. to. I think it's possible. Is this, is this what you wanted on Monday at 1pm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think when we could get this feeling like, uh, you know, an evening show. <laughs> and it's, it feels like I'm, in, I'm, I'm nearly ready for bed, as I, as I said to you. I stayed up very late to watch your to watch your show, yeah, yeah. which finished at ten past nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like you're home. ready to read us a story in that chair. It does, as well. yeah. <laughs> very Jack and Orange. I went home to bed, uh, and uh, yeah, it was nice. I, I slept in the same bed as my son last night. It's, uh-huh. it's you're allowed to do it when when you're related yeah. to them. Yeah, and it was the nicest thing. That's it's, it's so nice. It's worth having a kid. It's a lot to go through. Wait till they're about four and then just have a cuddle with them in bed. It's better than any theatre. It's better than anything. It's even better than the cat in the hat. That, 
that's lovely. It was lovely. Um, but you can't say I slept with a four-year-old last night <laughs> no. without people... Because people have got horrible minds, haven't they? Yeah, I slept see. with a four-year-old boy last night and it was the most beautiful experience of my life. <laughs> and if you've got a problem with that, you're the sick one. <laughs> Hello, Colin, by the way. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I should have, should have said hello before. Can everyone else see him? Yeah, okay, no, that's fine. I've just because he's been haunting this podcast for many, many years, and I'm not sure he's real. Um, let's ask you some emergency questions to get out of the awkwardness I've created by saying yeah. it's good to sleep with. If they're your child and you're just cuddling them, it's all. Oh. So you sleep next to them. Well, yeah, but it was also like his little arm is you're just holding his hand. It's oh, nice. That is really lovely. I'm glad that we're on this episode. That when the pool quote comes out of <laughs> "I slept with a four-year-old tomorrow," starring Flo and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're also thinking, like, you know, it, it'll be so soon that, that, you wouldn't, that you wouldn't be able to do, you know, like, he'll be a man really soon. Yeah, yeah. And he'll, he'll, be, and he'll be a teenager really soon. It'll be the, the window you have of this loveliness yeah. is so small and you're yeah. sort of heartbroken. That's what I mean. It's this beautiful moment of theatre. It's better than any of this shit you're going to see. Just sleep with four-year-old kids. If you haven't got one, just borrow one. <laughs> I'd say I'd, I'd rent out mine, but I'm looking at the audience and I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I'm not letting you anywhere near uh, Let me ask you an emergency question to get out of this embarrassment. Uh, Flo and Joan, if you could go, in, go into a chrysalis, uh, like a caterpillar, but you're still you, and you dissolve like a caterpillar would, and then you come out of something completely different, or slightly different, what would, and you can choose what you come out of the chrysalis as. What would you like to come out? It's a hard emergency question to start with. Sorry to. Mm. What would you come out as? What would you, you can change yourself or you can change into something else? A massive rock. A massive rock? Yeah. Well, that's fine. I don't know. I panicked. And <laughs> well, I was like, I want to be something bigger. Yeah. I mean, you could say I'd just be me bigger. You don't have just to a, yeah, become, a, become I'd like a to mountain. be the size of a human woman, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to be something bigger. You can see a lot. You get, like, battered a lot. But if you're, like, by the sea, yeah. people get to explore you. <laughs> <laughs> really regretting this, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Good, it was, a thank, big you for, rock. thank you for jumping in. Thank with you. Us. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you would have had loads of silence to edit out. <laughs> A big rock. Go on, say something profound. <laughs> I'm scared now. Well, I would love to be... Um, I would love to be uh, a, train, a train that never stops. <laughs> Fuck you. Shit! Um, I was just thinking, That's I want good. to be something that moves. I want to be something big and something yeah. that moves. I was yeah. thinking, because when the buff- bu- butterfly comes out, it just goes, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So something or that just lands goes. in the sea like a big rock. Yeah, well... I mean, I, are, the, are the passengers on you just stuck on you and unable to ever escape? It never stops. That would be good. But yeah. I'd make my passengers um, people like... Palatable people, people that I like, a mix of people that I like, mm-hmm. maybe my worst enemies, so they can't get off. Yeah. And then I just... It would be... What's that film? Snowpiercer. It would be like Snowpiercer, where I'm at the front... Where the really ter- I don't know if you've seen that film, but all the terrible things no, all the terrible things happen in the back. Okay. And you've got to get to the front of the train. Is that the premise? Yeah. yeah. So I would put all my enemies at the back of the train. <laughs> I would be a living snow piercer train. That was what the final answer. That's good. See it, t- it tells you a lot psychologically about people that question. 
Fucking yeah, you that two we are, have terrible fucking answers. Fucked up. <laughs> 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 that you, you want to keep moving, and I'm like, I want to be a rock and never move for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and you could go through. There could be a tunnel through yeah. the rock. That yes. you could go yeah, through. yeah. You could be the giant tunnel that I whiz through every day, and we just high five. <laughs> yeah. You could just you could load up the trolley, just throw all the. I don't know what you think a rock does, but. <laughs> But so, you know, I, I, I move stones around a field and I think rock has Are you a, a druid? A, I'm not. I'm, in a way, I'm a sort of shaman, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to create a wall visible from space. But rock is okay. eternal, basically, isn't it? I mean, as, yeah. m- as, as much as anything. And yeah. so I would like to be made out of stone. My ultimate aim is to, is to replace each of my body parts with a stone and then live forever as a stone man. You can yeah. still move around. Same vibes. Oh, you want to move. Okay. Yeah. I want to move. I want to walk around in Stone Man. And uh, I lost a testicle. And, I, you know, could put, that's one. I could put a stone in there. Yeah. One really heavy one. Big pebble. So, you know, I'm on my way. <laughs> careful, careful what you wish for is what I'd say. <laughs> Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. How many members of Blazing Squad can you name? One. Who, who, who's the one you can name? Dappy. He's not from Blazing Squad. Is he not? No, I don't think so. Oh, he was N-dubs. What a yeah. fucking fail. How embarrassing. <laughs> then none. None. I haven't, got my, I've got, I haven't got any signal here, so I can't confirm, but I knew that one was wrong. Yeah, you're right. Was there one called Len? Len, I think you so, think yeah. Len Goodman. Len Goodman. <laughs> Blazing Squad. You're thinking of Strictly Come Dancing. No, I'm thinking of Len. I'm sure yeah. there was. Yeah, definitely. There were seven members in Blazing Squad. Well, seven? It feels like more, doesn't it? I don't know how many of them there no. Okay. Um, which celebrity have you been uncoolest in the company of? Do you hang around with the celebs? No. Um, I'd say... The festivals? Uh, not... No, well, I don't know what you count as a celebrity. <laughs> Sarah Keyworth. <laughs> um, I think maybe, possibly, because it, it was the first name that came to my head was... Where in we we did in 2018 we did the cab bar in the Pleasance and the show after us was um, 
Richard Coles. Richard Coles. And he, it was always an interview show, so he'd always have a famous guest. And one of the shows, he'd had um, Ruth... Jones. Ruth Jones. Are you okay? You literally Kevin. can't remember anyone. Sorry, I'm dead. Uh, Ruth Jones. And they were making loads of noise behind the show. Behind, like, during our show, you could right. hear them in the back just clamoring around. And, we came, and you never know who's going to... Like, you come off, like, doing a big show, and then, you, and then like... Judy Murray is in the changing room. You're like, I can't compute this. Um, and Ruth Jones was there, and I was, and I, ca- I came off and immediately said, "Oh, like as a joke." I was like, "Oh, you guys were loud." And then I realised it was Ruth Jones, who I absolutely love. Um, and I think she was like, "Oh, I'm just, like, I'm sorry, I'm and sorry." And we like bustled through with like ten recorders in our hands as well, looking like the biggest fucking losers in the world, being yeah. like, "You made too much noise when we were playing the recorder." <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrible. That was that was the first thing that came to my head. But we're yeah. we're we're famously quite uncool in front of many. Every Everyone, celebrity and non-celebrity. Yeah. I, did I once, I once said something. Um, Full I stop. Said, <laughs> what was I said? Something really embarrassing in front of someone and then we came away. What was it? <laughs> you were like, I can't believe You've you said that. You've given me no information to like go on right now. <laughs> oh no, I, it was actually a bad thing. I won't say it. I won't say it. Move on. <laughs> I, remember, I remember what it was. Oh, yeah. But I won't say that. No, don't okay. do that no, one. It was bad. No, All right, it's not nice. Uh, was it racist? Because that's the only thing I told you not to be. No, it, was, it, it wasn't that. I was, very, I was very racist. <laughs> it was not that. It was okay. not that. Good. It seems unlikely, but it could, could No, look, but you, you know, you're saying, you keep on going about being uncool, but I think, I think this, this show is, I think you're very cool in the show, but I also think musical comedy has become pretty cool. And your, your stuff is very, I mean, as a lot of musical comedy is now, it's very dense with lyrics, right? And very fast and full of lyrics and there's a lot of people you know jazz emu's doing fantastic stuff he's so cool. good he's great Minchin's very cool yeah, I mean, your yeah. stuff is also cool i think it is it's it, you know it is obviously like it's the defense mechanism say musical comedy is naff but it is it, but it isn't though but it isn't that you know you're 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 good and it's funny that's <laughs> it's, very that's i very think kind. what i think is like i've been thinking about this a lot recently um but i think like the cool thing about the thing that makes stand-up really cool is that people still believe that you're making it up on the spot so people just believe you're this like hilarious person usually um who just kind of goes out and says these amazing funny things for an hour an hour and a half and that is really cool there's nothing cooler than looking like you haven't tried but you're really funny and there is nothing you as a musical comedian you cannot hide the fact that that so much effort has gone into it when you walk in and see like a drum kit and a piano and a laptop and 50 instruments and like a million words you look like a tryhard because you are even though stand-ups put the same amount of effort in like everyone puts the same amount of work in but when it looks like you haven't tried that's really cool and when you look like you're really fucking trying <laughs> it just takes the edge off it i think yeah but i, mean, I like that you think we're cool yeah that's no, no, nice. but i also think there's an element you know i think like with stand-up it was all you know if someone turned up with a little ukulele or a guitar it felt like cheating because yeah, it's yeah. because it's easy to get around you know you always get yeah. a round of applause basically and, yeah. and and often that kind of act was and certainly by no means all of them uh was was a little bit lazy and just didn't, yeah. you know, and, and, and would get the laugh so i think that's where that idea comes from yeah but i think okay. there's I think the amount of work in that your shows is, you know, is is it's bamboozling. It's incredible because okay. you just sort of think how they managed to learn this and get it <laughs> Great out. Great question. Because there's two of you at once as well, so you have to get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got quite a few things wrong in the show last night. I yeah. forgot to say the very last final thing of the show which is the color blue and i just smashed my drums and just left left it to you and i was like how did i forget that that's the easiest thing to remember is the very end of the show yeah i forgot a few things last night (laughs) yeah yeah. 
We uh, it, we sing Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Die for the whole show. Yeah. That's what it is an That's hour. That's the Blue Man Group. That's the Blue Man Group, yeah. <laughs> Reveal. <laughs> no, there's a, there, there was a, quite a lot about Joseph in the Technical Colour Dreamcoat where that, yeah. that yes. idea comes from. Uh, and I was, I, it wouldn't be any good with you two guys because I think you know it too well. I was proposing my previous guest, Bill Alzaffa, who's never seen uh, Joseph in the Technical Colour Dreamcoat. I don't think that me and him put on a production of it but we're not allowed to go and check anything. It has to be entirely from memory. <laughs> yeah, I can remember the first please. line, and then and then I've got to put the yeah. the rest together. But if I did it with you, yeah. you'd probably know it all off by heart, right? A lot of it, a yeah. large chunk. Yeah. That's a really good idea for a show. Yeah, getting a comedian or comedians to you give them the musical, and they've got to do it without no. That's a really good and idea. One of you knows it, and one of you doesn't. But like sort of vaguely knows, knows it. it a bit, so I can bit, start yeah. it off and then, you know, and, and when I got to the fair a bit, I'd be off. You know, yeah, that'd be great. That yeah. bit, yeah. And I'd have a hat and everything. Yeah, and you then I'd go, oh no, hat. I don't know it as well as I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have like if you're doing a musical, do you have someone playing the piano who knows it all the way through? So then it means you kind of have to guess. Uh, or do you think that's giving you too much I of a hint if you much. know it? Fair yeah, much. I think they need to roughly oh, wait, okay, know Okay, so it, this but... is an a cappella retelling of Joseph <laughs> and the Amazing Technicolor <laughs> Dreamcoat. With a selection of props, some of which might be in the proper yeah. production, but some mm. of which aren't. Yeah, I those stupid, um, you know, those musical theatre boots that every Amdram has, that they're like black boots, they look like pirate boots, and whatever show they have, they just seem to wear these black boots, you know? Yeah. Any Amdram fans in the house? <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, you both were in a production for real at school or was the yeah, At school, yes, yeah. At, um, in our primary school, yeah. Yeah. And all the mums, did all the, they knitted together a big coat. I don't think it was knitted. I think that would be too heavy for an 11 year old <laughs> to drag out on stage. <laughs> it was, it was, it it's was like pretty impressive. Yeah, 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 parachute. And it rolled up. It was actually, at the time as a kid, you thought, this is fucking West End stuff. <laughs> they used to roll up the coat and strap it underneath Joseph. And at the end, all the kids would pull the, Pull the coat, yeah. and, the, and um, um, one of the teachers would put a light underneath the parachute, so it looked amazing, amazing. And we yeah. did it all in our canteen. <laughs> <laughs> and you did a song in the last show, and I don't, I don't think I talked about this last time, and, and I, I messed up by not doing so about sex robots. Yeah, yes. Which I'm very uh, interested in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, not and the ethics of it more than the, the use of them. Yeah. Uh, would you consider having sex with a sex robot ch- cheating on your partner if you were in a relationship? Or do you think it's, it's okay because they're not really a person? Because I think it's okay. <laughs> so I just think it just would like a confirmation that, it's, that, it's, <laughs> that if I would have sex with a sex robot in my marriage, mm-hmm. then that would not invalidate my... I've watched too many documentaries where this scenario has played out. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the person who's like... Yeah, it's totally fine that my husband has sex with a sex robot. She's like another member of our family. And then they always cut to her, like, filmed, like, through a door, just crying into a mirror. <laughs> and so now, having seen enough of those, yeah. I want, I feel sorry for the person on the other side. It doesn't you... help that all the people who currently make sex robots are really weird and they're creepy and perfect. Weird. It doesn't help. They're yeah. all, they all, you go to them and they're all sort of smiling, smiling yeah, and there's yeah. the sex robot and you go... You're smiling because you've just fucked yeah. this. This yeah. is covered in and your you're, cheers. you're really happy yeah. with yourself. And they're smiling. And... Yeah. This is genuine. It doesn't help me. I, I just want to use a sex robot in a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay. End. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's a sex robot of your partner when you first met them? Oh... Now that is then yes. <laughs> it's a compliment, isn't it? It's a nice compliment. I what about know. if you get 
a sex robot of both of them and then you see if the sex robots can have sex with themselves yeah. and then it's like you can watch your younger selves having sex with each other yeah without like the old and the young having to like do it separately <laughs> or you can just pass them around and see what it feels like for everyone <laughs> so like old and old young and young young and old young yeah. and old <laughs> robot human yeah just yeah. like a nice menage a, um yeah. well done you've fuck. actually yeah. shocked me with your disgusting ideas so <laughs> yeah, it's uh <laughs> Comfort. This wasn't where I thought this interview was going to no, go today. No, no, but then, you know, you have a song about sex robots. So. Yeah, yeah, true. But you have, you have brought up... The only two songs you brought up are the two ones about fucking uh, inanimate things. <laughs> 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 and then Joseph and the Amazing Tender Crows. Just like, the gap. <laughs> well, there, but it's in, you, there, there are a lot of the songs uh, do touch on more serious subjects, and uh, but you still manage to find the funniness in them. There's... there's uh, there's there's one about basically not being able to walk home, being scared to walk home at night, yeah. which is obviously which is a is a it's it's a funny song because you manage to find funny ways of you know help helping yourself, but it's but it's obviously a very serious subject. And there's a, is that is that you know is that important to you to put those in as well as the as the sort of more light hearted ones, or is it? Yeah, I think so. Like it like came from us both being like in different situations being like oh i got followed home by someone yesterday and it was fucking horrible yeah. um and it wasn't like uh it wasn't a therapy thing of like if we sing about it it will feel better because <laughs> that's psychotic but like i it was just a thing where you're like oh everyone like all of my friends have gone through this like, i know so many people and like not just women as well like all kinds of people who were like yeah i'm fucking scared to walk home at night it's horrible um and but we found a fun we were like oh what if it sounds like a country song that would be fun <laughs> like just trying to find a way to do it that it's like it gives a bit of it means that you we're always like we don't sing about anything that we don't like either experience or like actually have an opinion on like everything comes from like truth in some way or whatever so it's not just like oh we've heard about this thing that this person experienced let's do it but yeah i think it, it just adds like a different tone as well i think that yeah yeah it just gives it a bit more yeah. in some places but weirdly that's because we've been touring the, we've been touring a version of this show and that song has been in the show for like all the first 60 dates that we did and it was always a really funny song like the audience loved it and we did it on the first fringe show here and it was almost silence and we were like this is really <laughs> oh, no. different we yeah. we just couldn't understand why and i think I don't know. I, I, I still don't quite know no. what our, our Saturday night audience laughed at it a lot. Yeah. But I wonder if that's because they're more like less theatre, like less arts crowds. I don't know whether arts crowds are just like, no, this is a really, a, this is a serious <laughs> subject. We shouldn't laugh. Yeah. And people on the outside are like, ow, I get chased. <laughs> yeah. um, I've so got it, a car. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, like, you know, but I think it does, it does make you, th- you know, I think what, what's good is your, the, the whole, all of the stuff is your reality. And again, it's, Luckily, this is happening more, but it's a female reality in comedy, which mm. is which you know, ten or fifteen years ago, you you wouldn't have seen anything like this at all. Now, thankfully, things are changing. But I think it is like my, you know, it is that's a really serious topic. So as yeah. much as it's funny, you being dressed as blueberries and dancing around or whatever it is, <laughs> that it's that it is like oh my, you know, and and so it, it, but being made to think about the the subject, which is surely part of it, isn't a isn't yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's nice sure. if people are laughing as well. Yeah, yes, always good to laugh at trauma. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah it's it's you know and i think in the one you do one of, about sort of about uh middle-aged uh, comedians uh, being upset that, that they're not allowed to do things anymore or, mm. that, or not understanding the world anymore which is a, yeah which is again is a sort of fun song with a serious point yeah it starts from a it starts from an opinion but it ends 
very silly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think most of the jokes in that song aren't really about the opinion. They're just, it's just a song about things that it's hard to do. That's yeah. one of our favourite ones because it feels silly. It doesn't yeah. feel too heavy. No, no. Yeah, yeah I like that one. <laughs> I like that one. Good. That one's nice. <laughs> I, I hope you like them all. Oh, look, I, did I ask about this before? You're on the, you're on the Raw Variety performance, which I yeah. think is always... I think like we hadn't else. done it when we were last no, on here. No, that's right. Yeah, no. Probably not. So how yeah. was... Because that's an interesting experience. Again, as, a quite, as an alternative act as well, or a more alternative act, mm. it's quite a mainstream show to do. Did yeah. it go well for you? Um, yeah. It was, um, it was in the room because I, I remember Tom Allen coming up to us and saying, "Oh, you're doing the Royal Variety. Just so you know, like, just when you're doing it, sell it in the room like you're killing it. Like, whatever you do, don't be scared by the audience. They're they're a weird audience. They are because they're they're a lot of them come every single year. Um, but we and like, we, make sure you look like you're having the best gig because if you die on your hole, they're just going to put a laugh track on it anyway. Yeah, so like, don't yeah. like if it goes terribly, they're not going to put it out going badly. Yeah. So they're like bump the light. Spoiler, sorry, we've just been taken off. Um, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> we'll edit that bit out. But as in, like they were like, it, 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 you'll either get cut all together, or if they put it on telly and it's gone badly, they're going to bump the laughs a little bit. Otherwise, they look like dickheads for putting someone on who's not done a good job. Yeah. I'm um, sorry, Andrew. But it went well in the like it went really well in the room. Yeah. We came away being like, Jesus Christ, that was great. Um, but I think they cut the things that we thought they were going to keep, and they kept yeah. the things that we wish they'd cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went. Yeah, it was a it was a, a memorable experience. It's on it when you're there. You're like, I can't believe like not many people get asked to do it, and, and it the pressure's like, on because you don't yeah. want to you don't want to fuck it up in front of who was the people. who which which royal was we had Katie and Willie wow, nice. up in the box yeah. 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 They told us that they watch a lot of comedy. We knew they were lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was nice. It was a re- it was a it was an honour. Yeah, we oh, got looked, to. Start. They look like they were getting on well. The two of them. I did notice someone stood in the back of their box with what looked like a massive dildo on. <laughs> <laughs> what goes on behind closed boxes size, yeah. stays on behind. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get invited back now. Have you, just... have you done it? No. No? They wouldn't have me on there talking about... I don't know. They would. They wouldn't You're a friendly me. face. They wouldn't have me on. Yeah, they would. We're putting a good word in the Thank palette. Good, let me, let me, <laughs> I, just, I just... The only thing I'd like to do is the line-up afterwards. I just love... Yeah. I love the... The fo- I just love the photos yeah. of the old ones where you just see the most unlikely group yeah. of people it's fa- it's with funny. like the Queen or something. Yeah. It's just, it's just so, such a funny... It is yeah. funny. We were stood next to... The guy that won Britain's Got Talent, who was like the 90-year-old beef eater, um, as it, he sang, he wasn't, his talent wasn't that he was a beef, he ate beef. Eating beef. Yeah. Um, who, bless him, I don't think he knew what was going on because he was that old. Very talented man, obviously. And then um, a contortionist from Cirque du Soleil. Okay. And then Mabel. And Mabel, who we'd never heard of, which makes us sound had. like... Had you? Yeah. I didn't know who she was. And then we were like, oh, who's this person called Mabel? Oh, she's fucking huge and fair play. Um, but it, yeah, it was mad. And, and then, then there was like... The cast have come from away, and Robbie Williams and Harry Connick Jr. Where you're like, what the fuck is going on here? People, yeah, yeah, it's, it's mad. Fever dream. Terrific. So, if you like, other, if you, uh, do you have ambitions to like to mention to go and write a West End musical? Or... We're working on it. Yeah, working on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to write for other people. I want to write for. I want to. I don't want to be on the stage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I enjoy Please it. Please stay for like the next three weeks. I would love that. I will stay. <laughs> I just want to have a little break and then watch other people. Like, I think, it, I, I, yeah, I, 
I feel like there's other things that we can... Like, it's hard to write, like, big ballads or big show numbers when it's just the two of you because you can't do all the production and everything. So I want to be able to, like, write write big chorus numbers and all of that and, like, all these crazy harmonies and stuff. So hopefully we'll get time after this tour finishes to... Or, like, write things for, like, just stories and stuff. Yeah. It's what I would like to do. So the tour's going on after Edinburgh. You're going on, like, a big UK tour. Is that right after... We've extended it. So we've done the big... We did the big 60-something dates, and and then we're doing an extra 30, I think, at the end of this year. Yeah. And then we'll shed a skin and then write the next... West End smash is, yeah. is, is what will definitely happen. 100%. 100%. That's what's going to happen next. <laughs> That's good. Are you going to see other shows as well? Are you, you've been yes. standing yet? Yeah. We saw Josie Long for the first time. We'd never seen Josie Long oh, before really? in our lives. I can't believe I've never seen her before. I can't believe it. I was genuinely angry. Well, I, like My face went hot because I was like, you, you've been to the Fringe for five years and you've never seen Josie Long. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. Um, so I'm going to go through her whole back catalogue Wait. And um, watch all of that. We saw. What else did we see? Sarah Keyworth. Sarah, Key- Sarah Keyworth was. Yeah, I cried like a little yeah. baby in that one. Um, We're going to see Rob Orton this afternoon. Yeah, we found Rob Orton. Orton. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you, is that a big? Because, like, for me, I think I, it's, I always find it quite hard to go and see lots of other shows. Mm. Oh. Like, there's a lot of Edinburgh's where I've not really seen anything. Yeah, really? Yeah. And, uh, but, but I think just because I'm not always in the right state of mind to. I think when I first came up, I saw loads of things, but like you yeah. know, as, as the years went by, it just sort yeah. of—is um, it—is it—is that an important part of the fringe for you? The sort of go, do, do you go out and do you, do you go to the bars afterwards and stuff like that and hang out? Or a you... little bit, not do like yeah, we do bars. We I do like, bars. We do bars. I've heard of a bar. We'll do a bar. There, done that. Yeah, we go and see a lot. Of sh- like it's it's the it's the opposite for me where I I have to go. And I like to see lots of shows to take your mind off your own show. Yeah. I just like to see what other people are thinking about and doing and watching other people be creative. And be, like, good at stuff. Yeah. It's and just bad just, at stuff. Yeah. It's, like, nice to see, like, a good mix of everything. <laughs> um, oh, and I, I read on, a, like, a, some, on a, one of your reviews, one of the comments was that you'd had someone signing your show in somewhere like Nottingham or something. Oh, like yeah. That. I mean, I just can't imagine... <laughs> because you're so... You go so fast with some of those songs and yeah. they're so yeah. wordy. yeah. Was it possible for the signer <laughs> to keep up? We gave her a script, right. and I think she didn't. She wasn't expecting a script, and then she was doing a pretty solid job, to be fair. But it was a tour show that she was signing, and we end we end our tour show with a song called "Carol the Cracker Packer," which has got a million. It's a tongue, it's just a tongue twister that we sing at eight hundred miles an hour, and we. We were like, we're gonna let's take it a little bit slower than normal, just to give this poor woman a chance. And halfway through the first chorus, um, she just shrugged and gave up. <laughs> she tried a little. Was cracker, yeah. it, it was, was like, like cracker packer or something. Like yeah, cracker packer. But it gets. But the joke is that it gets faster. Like carrot cracker packer packs of cracking packer crackers. And she was like, absolutely fucking not. No way. And she just shrugged. We did start. We did start the show saying thank you so much for coming, and I'm really sorry. Welcome to the stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, she did a good job, but she was she was absolutely what she she had a chair. She sat down on the chair at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and that, the Amazon show ends with a nice little uh, clip of the film of you two together as. As well, you're a baby, yeah, and you're presumably about Toddler, two yeah. years old or something. I think so, like yeah. That. Um, is it, it's sort of, and, and it's you playing the drums, which is great because you play the drums now oh, in, yeah. the, in the show, so in, in this show, so it's sort of, it's is that a weird thing to think that, that 
this relationship has been going on that long and that, and that it's now transferred to, to stage in this way. It was... I like that you say played the drums like it wasn't just a one-year-old just smashing some <laughs> well, things that have been put in front of it. There's a drum, you know, obviously, you know, you're interested in music yeah. and the yeah, drum yeah, is yeah. the focus of the clip, at least. Yeah. yeah. So you're, it's, it was sort of there, nascent, right from the mm-hmm. beginning. It's, it, it, it's fascinating to me that you've been together, that, you know, not working together, but yeah. it's, it's building that relationship for that length of time that then it goes on to stage. I suppose, yeah. But we, don't, we didn't really hang out with each other as kids. We didn't do anything together. We weren't, we, it wasn't until we were... We didn't like each other, is no. the sort of long and short of it. Until university, and then we bonded at university. But we did, we did like school bands and stuff together, but we wouldn't really even talk to each other in the band rooms. Yeah. We'd just like walk to the car where mum picked us up and just sit in, in silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is actually quite sad, isn't it? <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't really play music with each other in, at home. No. We went to dancing, but we, again, we, we were different age groups and we just wanted to be really separate from each other. Mm. Yeah. But we then, did, yeah, you're right. Like when you see like a little video of the two, two little small humans yeah, sat next cute, together. It's it? cute. It's quite cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. Like, you think, you know, I thought you would have made, made more of it. Was this a little throwaway thing at the end of that special, mm. which is well worth watching. And as is, as is, as is the, the show, the live show, which is, let's give the, t- the location and time of, uh, of your show, which is the... Assembly uh, Roxy, 10 past 8 p.m. Every day and apart from the 16th. Correct. Thank wow. you so much. Uh, so and it's selling well so if people want to go and see it uh, do, do go and see it and there's a website i'm guessing flowandjoan.com yeah that old chestnut yeah uh, where you can see all about uh, the the tour show dates uh, and uh, no absolutely it's, it's it's very life-affirming it's good and it's much cooler than you think you do you're cooler than kind. you think you are thank, thank you. you richard so, no it was it's a very enjoyable day. it's it's sort of that's what's great about it is because the you're you're you know there's a lot of um you know bleakness in a way in, in what you're talking about yeah. there's, some, there's some bleak subjects but it's so funny and you're so charming and lovely so uh, I, I wish you not that my wishing you luck will help because you're already doing really well I feel like you've said it and it's like going to have the opposite effect where <laughs> when you, you say I wish you I luck wish you wouldn't get anyone coming I hope from now on <laughs> No one it would comes be and sees it after this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to this and decide not to yeah. come and actually set, give their tickets back? Yeah. And say, I want a refund. Thank you very much. Good luck with finding the partners. I thought you were going to say a threat. I thought you were going to say good luck with destroy, finding... Which will destroy your whole, your whole act. It yeah. sounded like you were going to say good luck with finding purpose. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Good luck, <laughs> good luck with play. your life not being a series of embarrassments, which is yeah. what your songs are about. And you finally finding someone to love you, even though you're yeah. so unlovable that you don't have <laughs> disgusting alien I, fuckers that we are I, I hope you get to sleep with some four year old children at some yeah. point no, no I think that's a you one <laughs> you, you can have that one <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen give a massive round of applause in Flo and Joe thank you thank you very much for coming we're back tomorrow with John Robbins I think thank you we can go we can go you have been listening to Rahulastapa from the Edinburgh Fringe with me, Richard Herring, and my fantastic guest, who I know you know who it was. I'm not going to tell you again. You're not stupid. Thank you to Scamp Regard for playing this music. I'm indebted to my technician and friend, Reese Thomas. I'm also indebted to Chris Evans, not that one, and to all fantastic crew at the ballroom, at the assembly rooms, and everyone at the assembly rooms in Edinburgh. What a fantastic lot of people you are. Thanks for all your help. 
This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFastTheStripe.com production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.